Welcome to Storytime with Uncle Reddit, a podcast where I read some of the best posts from across Reddit and around the web. Each episode is a collection of funny content that includes subjects like tales from tech support, entitled parents, choosing beggars, pro-revenge, and more. Today's episode is all about tales from tech support. He sure fixed it all right. In the early days of my IT career, I worked as the only phone support person for a company that provides construction labor and project management. We have makeshift office networks set up across the country on our job sites. Because of the industry the company's in, it was much more laid back than your typical corporate environment. I get a call my first year there from a construction foreman with a very thick southern accent. Construction foreman from here on, CF from here on. This was almost a decade ago now, so I'll remember the dialogue as best I can. Me. Company IT support, how can I help you? Construction foreman. Hey, buddy. Just wanted to let you know that I just can't get my printer to work. I've tried everything. Me. Okay, let me see what I can do. Can I please have your username so that I can connect to your computer? Construction foreman. All right, it's... And he spells out the username. Construction foreman. Wait a second, I gotta go. I'll call back later. He abruptly ends the call. This is not unheard of, as these guys have duties on the site that come first, and things can come up that require attention right away. I think nothing of it, and I go back to my other duties. Roughly an hour later, construction foreman calls back. Hey, buddy, just wanted to let you know that I fixed it. Me, oh yeah? What was the issue? Construction foreman. Well, what I did was, I picked the printer up three inches, and then I dropped it. At this point, I'm trying my best not to laugh in the guy's ear. Me. Okay, well, when the issue happens again, please give me a call back. I wrap up the call and have a good laugh with some of the other IT folks. It turns out the guy did call in the next day and did have printer issues to no one's surprise. Hey, sometimes a good little drop fix is all you need. Evidently, he needed more, but sometimes it's worth a try. No, POE doesn't work like that. So I work in tech support for a variety of Wi-Fi and network systems, hotels, dorms, apartment buildings, store chains, etc. And that brings a lot of stories. Nearly all get a laugh, but living through most killed part of my soul and what's left of my faith in humanity. This story takes place a day after Hurricane Michael swept through Panama City, Florida. Hmm, not that far from me. So we weren't expecting a call from any store or hotel in the area. Power was out all over as far as we knew. So it was a little shocking to hear from an employee from a higher-end men's clothing store call in about network issues, stating he needed the store up and running. Here's what followed. Me is me, E is employee, RG is regional manager. E. Hey, yeah, look, we have clients coming in today for pickup. I need the network backup. Me. Clients? Sir, are you sure? Didn't a hurricane just come through? E. So, I have a business to run, and these are high-paying customers. Help me get the network up. Me. I'm happy to try if I can. Does your store have power? E. Scoffs. No, but the network doesn't need power to work. (laughs) Me. Eyes wide, mouth agape, looking at my phone with a WTF expression. Um, excuse me? Sir, could you repeat that? E. I said the network doesn't get power, not from the power company anyway. You should know this being tech support. Me. Sir, I can guarantee beyond a shadow of a doubt that the network absolutely gets power from the power company. 
E. Do you think I'm stupid? <laughs> I thankfully held my tongue. The network is powered by the internet, like home phones are powered by the phone company. You know, POE, power over Ethernet. So help me get the network back up. Me. Shaking my head while my soul dies a little bit more. Sir, any and all phone companies get power from the power company. The internet is powered by the power company. POE is for devices designed to get power from a main source that's plugged into the wall, getting power from the power company. E. You just don't want to help me. What am I supposed to tell the customers who are coming in for their clothes? Me. Do you honestly expect people to come out after a major hurricane for clothes? E. It was just a storm. They'll be here. Now help me get the network up. I have a flashlight in the back. What cords do I unplug? Me. Sir, respectfully, but I can't help you. There's not power to the store, and unplugging anything will be pointless until power is restored. E. You're refusing to help me? Me. Yes. God, it still feels good I could say that. Not because I don't want to help you, but because I can't. E. Get me your supervisor, now. Me. Yes, sir, of course. I placed Genius on hold and turned to my boss. Her desk is next to my station, and she heard the whole thing. She not once looked up and just said, Nope. Hell no. I won't waste my time. Tell him to call back when there's power. Needless to say, that part of the conversation went smashingly. He hung up in a thrash of anger and swear words, and I noted my ticket accordingly. Boss Lady just shook her head as I snickered about the level of smart the employee lacked. Flash forward 20 minutes later, and I was the lucky winner of getting the call from the regional manager of E. I answered my standard greeting, and I could hear the sneer of the RG on the other end. RG. Oh, good. Now I don't have to ask for you. Would you mind explaining to me why I'm getting a call from E explaining that you refused to help him? Me. Did E tell you why I refused? RG. Yes, he said you refused to help him get his network online after he called in informing you it was down. Me. Did he also inform you that the store is without power? And according to the latest reports, power could be down in Panama City for the next 48 hours? RG. Excuse me? Wait, what? I advised RG of the conversation and my supervisor refusing to speak with E due to the lack of power at the store. I swear you could hear RG slumping shoulders over the phone. RG. You actually think that's how POE works? You've got to be kidding me. Me. Sir, I wish I was. As I told you, I tried to explain it to E, but he refused to listen. He demanded I get the network up due to people coming in to pick up their clothes. RG. He literally expects people to come in? After a hurricane? Me. Yes, sir, but he said it was just a storm. RG. Well, I'm over in Biloxi right now, so I'm not fully aware of the full extent of anything there. Look, let me get off here. I'm going to call E and have a talk with him. The call ended, and I was kind of sad I couldn't listen in on that conversation. A couple days later, on my off day, E called in and got his network up after the power was restored. My co-worker who took the call messaged me about it and said E sounded like a kid who's been grounded for two months. <laughs> Utterly defeated. One of the few times I wish I could have been in the office to take a call. Wow. Entitled and stupid. Amazing. Good for you for keeping your cool, though, OP. Private Hospital Mess I was tasked with setting up a second, separate network in a private hospital. I had to replicate a hospital network that consisted of an air-conditioned server room and full Wi-Fi coverage, but on a tiny, tiny budget. 
and in a broom closet. This was all for one single doctor who wanted to subcontract to the hospital and not pay for any of the hospital's excellent infrastructure or support staff. The network had to go from the doctor's office down the hall to where there was a fax machine and they needed Wi-Fi as far as the operating theater. There was all kinds of drama over a week or so, many basic things they didn't understand about computers, but bigger issues too, including the company selling them software said an NAS was all that was required when they actually needed a server. While changing the doctor's Windows account on the hospital network to a local one on her Yahoo Mail wouldn't log in. It was an outdated browser issue. But seriously, Yahoo Mail for important doctor slash surgeon emails? What the hell? I fixed everything effortlessly and got them up and running within minutes. The unexpected server was up and running the very next day. The hospital was constantly ringing work, complaining and begging them to sack me. My boss was on to me. He even sent a coworker with me to verify I was telling the truth. One day I get a call. The fax machine wasn't working and the entire network was down. As I arrive, I notice my friend from another tech company. He was there to replace me. We shake hands, he apologizes and said, If I had known it was you, I wouldn't have accepted the job. I was fine. I had never felt so relieved to be free of a problem. I walk down the hall, unplug the fax machine from the bleeping network port, and left my friend to it. It was his mess now. After being forced by my boss to write a multi-page explanation of every single thing that happened, I didn't get fired and we never spoke of it again. I don't understand how the most uneducated people are the loudest ones to complain and think they know everything. They want to argue with you. I mean, it's like that with any specialty. You know, you don't go in and argue with your mechanic if he tells you your camshaft went bad or some main bearing or whatever. Why would you stand there and argue with him? If you know better, then go home and fix it. The Satisfaction of Supporting Unsupportable Systems Let me just start off by saying I love my job. I have a lot of freedom. I work from home primarily on a manual ordering process for internal IT, but also on some tech support for our automated ordering portals. My company has had a problem with sunk cost fallacy for years. Instead of throwing out the trash and rebuilding something that works, They've been tracking on systems upon systems to patch holes in our requirements. That's how we've ended up with four ways of ordering internal IT stuff. A manual process involving emails, to me nowadays. An order portal. A newer order portal. <laughs> a newer order portal. And emailing service desk. Understandably, the users are incredibly confused and rarely know where to order what. Luckily, at the start of summer last year, my boss got the approval to implement a new system from scratch, which will replace all these older systems and solutions. It will also end the hard system separation between our ordering tickets and our incident tickets, allowing all vendors and service desks to work in the same system. Yay! Implementation is planned to be finished by quarter two of this year, so by the end of the year we might be half done. Enough backstory. As a result of reorganization after reorganization, as well as normal career moves, every single person who worked with the back end of the oldest order portal is now gone. Additionally, there is no documentation on our specific implementation. All we have is a manual for the system itself, which, while helpful, is also an enormous info dump that doesn't tell us anything about our custom workflows. Because of all this, we were in a situation for a while where literally no one supported the tool. If there was an issue, shrugs were had. The team my boss heads up is responsible for it, along with all the other tools like it, 
but they were focusing on implementing the new and replacing the old, not on keeping the old working while implementing the new. After almost burning out due to workload in the fall, I've ended up with a revised task list. My manual ordering department and the best effort support for the old order portals. For the newer, but not newest portal, all I have to do is answer easy questions and redirect harder ones to our external consultant. For the oldest one, I have to get creative. Little to no documentation, antiquated UI, convoluted workflows, basically no handover. But hey, it's best effort support, right? If I can't figure it out and it's urgent, we'll push to implement that feature slash form in our new portals and handle it manually while waiting for that to be done. Today was my day. The form stopped working. Big panic. Chaos all around. The entire country was a war zone. I'm definitely not exaggerating. And the reality definitely wasn't that one person pinged me on Skype asking if I could look into it for them. Normally I'd ask for a ticket, but since I'm only doing best effort support, I figured I might as well take a quick look and see if it's something I can fix quick and easy before asking for that. I like the guy that messaged me too, so he got a free pass there. I found the workflow. I found the XML response from the system it failed to create the ticket in. I found the error. It was trying to assign to an outdated group that was removed over Christmas. I found where that group variable is defined. I changed it. Saved. Test again. Failure. Why? Oh look, there's a deploy button I missed. What's the worst that could happen when you press unknown buttons that are named deploy in a system you haven't been trained on? that no one understands after changing a variable that hopefully does what I want it to do. Fortunately, nothing exploded. The user resubmitted again and it worked. Problem solved. I'm a literal god. User informs me that if we end up in a bar together, he'll buy me a beer. I don't drink and rarely leave my apartment, but it's a nice sentiment. Too long didn't read. When you don't know what you're doing, poke at things until it works. Hope it doesn't explode. And yes, I know that I did kind of know what I'm doing enough to understand what various terms in the UI of the tool meant and where to click to probably get it to do what I want, but still. I've been there. Not with quite such a technical thing, but hey, sometimes, like you said, you just got to poke around until something works or something fails. My baby face. Okay, so this just happened. I've been corresponding to a student parent who was given a hotspot since they don't have Wi-Fi at home. Hotspot wasn't charging past 30% and had to be kept on the charger all day. When I first saw her, she looked like a meth head with dreads tied up on her head, sunken cheeks, face tats, and to top it all off was causing the whole lobby to smell of weed. The way we give out the hotspots is in a case with a serial number and a charger. It's a nice case too, like clamshell Nintendo DS case nice. She brings in the device and hands it to me. I ask where the rest of the kit is and she responds, why would I need to bring the rest of it? It's just an issue with the charging. I take it back to my team lead and ask him what to do. Was told that when she brings the kit back, she can get a new device. I then proceeded to drag myself back down to her preparing to get yelled at. When I finally reached the witch and gave her the news, she exploded on me. Exclaiming that how dare I make her come down here for support in a pandemic. Now she has to go and sanitize so that her kids don't get sick. She only talked to me and the security guard and we were both 10 feet plus from her. She storms out and I turn around and shrug it off. I sit back down at my desk and see that her ticket has an update. Oh boy, did I not expect the laughs that would cause. Little bit of background. I just turned 20. 6 foot 3, 145 pounds. 
I get mistaken for a high school kid a lot, but I do have a full beard at the moment. This was her response, word for word. I really don't appreciate you having me come up here during a pandemic and risk the exposure not to get anything handled and for you to send a child to handle your business. <laughs> I have now been dubbed by my fellow Texas baby man. Told her she's free to come up and get a swap if she can bring back the full kit. Smiley face. Yep. Entitlement knows no bounds. No creed, no color, no socioeconomic status. You've been listening to Storytime with Uncle Reddit. If you enjoy this content, be sure to follow my podcast. I upload new episodes at least three times a week.